You're listening to the Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is preached by Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, God be praised that our Lord Jesus has gathered us here to give us this most glorious of texts from Luke 21. It's full, I think more than any other text about the last days, it's so full of comfort. We want to give our attention to it. We want to ask the Lord Jesus to give us his spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened and that we would know the hope to which we were called. That we would know the riches of the glory of the inheritance of the saints. Now Jesus in the text is talking at least mostly about the great last day, the last day of the world when he will return to judge the living and the dead. Jesus says that that day will be a day of great trouble and distress. Everything is going to fall apart like this. There will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars. This is verse 25. And on the earth, distress of nations in perplexity because of the roaring of the sea and the waves. People fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. I mean, this is really quite something to imagine. The mountains falling over, the stars falling out of the sky into the sea, the oceans shaking with huge waves, everything basically going crazy. And then the angels blow the trumpet. God himself shouts, and Jesus appears in the clouds. Now, this is a wild description. But it's important for us to see the contrast that Jesus is putting forward. Most people, Jesus says, will see all of these things happening all around them, and they will they will be absolutely terrified. They will come undone. Jesus says that they will faint for fear, that they'll run to the hills, that they'll pray that the mountains would fall on top of them. But then contrast this with what Jesus says to us with the instructions that Jesus gives to you and to me when this last day comes. When we start to see the stars fall out of the sky. When we start to see the mountains crumbling. When we see the the ocean exploding. When we see everything falling to bits. This is what Jesus says that you and me are supposed to do. Verse 28. Now when these things begin to take place, straighten up. And raise up your head, because your redemption is drawing near. When you see these things happening, you are not supposed to be afraid. You're not supposed to run for the hills. You're supposed to stand still. You're supposed to lift up your eyes. You're supposed to look for Jesus coming in the clouds, because you know that it is your salvation that's coming, your redemption, your rescue that is on the way. We've had this parable of the dungeon before. Luther tells us about the last days. It's nice to remember this, especially in this context. So you have to imagine being locked up in the castle dungeon. And you're sick, and you're cold, and you're hungry, and you're mistreated, and you're living down in this terrible place in darkness, and it's just absolutely horrible. And it seems like it gets worse because this castle is under attack. There's an army that's surrounded it, and it's pelting the castle with stones thrown from these huge catapults. And as, it, as the stones hit the walls of the castle, the castle shakes. 
And the walls are scraping and bending, and it seems like everything is going to fall apart. Now, this seems really a, a terrible place to be. But then you get the news that the army that has surrounded the castle and is attacking it, that that army is full of your friends. In fact, that it is your father that has gathered together that army and ordered the attack, and all because he is coming to rescue you, to get you out of the dungeon. Now, if that's the case, it makes all of the noise of war sound a little bit different. Every time the castle shakes, you think, ah, I'm a little bit closer to freedom. Or every time the dirt and dust drops from the ceiling, you you think a little bit closer to seeing the sun and feeling the breeze. Or every time the catapult hits the walls with a rock and the ground rumbles, you think, I'm going to be home soon. Now, this is a picture of the trouble of the end. When we see the world falling apart, when we watch the news, when we go to the doctor and we get a bad report, when we see our family getting sick and getting feeble or wandering away from the church, or when the devil attacks us, even inside of us or outside of us, when he attacks our minds or our conscience or our flesh or our homes or our church or our neighborhood, we, we, when, whenever we feel like we're simply being pummeled, we remember these words of Jesus. Your redemption is drawing near. Your rescue is getting close. The world is coming to an end. But you are not. You are eternal. You are marked by God's word, which will never pass away. So you don't have to be afraid of the last day, because it is not the last day for you. This is what Jesus is getting at in the next few verses. He starts with this parable, the fig tree. Verse 29, he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree. Look at all the trees. As soon as they come out in leaf, you see for yourself and know that the summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. And you rejoice. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all has taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. All of this is coming, says Jesus, very quickly. Now, there's a tough verse in the middle of this, and and we want to think about it just for a little bit. How are we to understand the words of Jesus, this generation will not pass away before all this has taken place? I think the easiest way to remember uh, is to remember that Jesus is talking about two things in in the bigger picture. When you look at the sermon in context... Jesus was walking out of Jerusalem with the disciples, and he said, the days are coming when not one of these rocks is going to be on top of another one, and he pointed to the temple. And the disciples said, when will this be, and when? what are the signs of the coming of the end? So that Jesus is answering both questions at once, the end of Jerusalem and the end of everything, the end of the temple and the end of the cosmos. But he warns them that there was going to be an abomination of desolation in the temple, that the temple and the city would be attacked and be overthrown, and all of the stones and the people would be scattered. Not one rock in the temple would be left on top of another. And all of these things would happen in that generation, and they did. And it was August the 10th. We know very precisely when it happened. August 10th in the year 70, that the armies of the Caesar surrounded Jerusalem and utterly walloped the place, just destroyed it all the way to the ground. 
And all of these promises of destruction that Jesus had given, these warnings of destruction were fulfilled. In fact, Jesus had said, when you see these things, get out of town. And the Christians did. So that there was not a single Christian, the report says, who died in the, in the fall of Jerusalem. Every promise, then, has been fulfilled except for one, which is the promise of the second coming. The promise of this last day. And on that day, Jesus says, everything will be burned with fire. The cosmos will be recreated. Jesus says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. So that God's word stands as the indestructible thing in all of the world. God's word alone is eternal. The destruction of the last day will destroy everything, top to bottom, heaven and earth, everything except God's word and those things that are marked by his word. Those things on which God has placed his word. And this, dear saints, is how we escape that last day, the destruction of that last day, because we are marked with the word of God. We, we are set apart by the Lord Jesus in our baptisms for his deliverance. Everything will pass away except for God's word, and we have that word so that we also will not pass away. That is simply wonderful. <laughs> but then Jesus gives us a warning. This is verse 34. Watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and cares of this life, and that day comes upon you suddenly like a trap. For it will come upon all who dwell on the face of the whole earth. But stay awake at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape these things that are going to take place and stand before the Son of Man. Watch yourself. That's the warning of Jesus. Don't be led astray by the cares of this life. Don't be fooled into caring more about this life than you do about the life to come. Don't let the devil lull you into the, into the sleep of spiritual complacency. Stay awake, Jesus says. Stay alert and be ready. It's an interesting phrase that Jesus uses here. He says, watch yourselves lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and so forth. Now, dissipation means giving giving yourself over to your own sinful desires, indulging the flesh. It's like, you know, when you're riding a horse and you just let the horse have the rein. It can go wherever it wants. Dissipation is just letting your sinful desires have the rein and, and taking you down whatever road it wants to take you down. Jesus says that, that dissipation weighs us down. It weighs our hearts down. Now, that word to weigh down is only used a couple of times in the Bible. One of the times is when it talks about the eyelids of Peter and James and John when they're in the Garden of Gethsemane and Jesus is praying and they fall asleep. They, their eyelids, they were weighed down with sleep. This is, this is the idea. That, that the cares of this life, the pleasures of this life, chasing after the pleasures of the world and the flesh, it, it makes us spiritually sleepy. Probably because we become content with this world or we, we become content with our life in the world and we forget what's coming. Stay awake, says Jesus. Now, Jesus is not saying when he says stay awake that we shouldn't, that we shouldn't have beds, that we shouldn't sleep at night. He's not talking about physical sleep. He wants us to be awake spiritually. 
which means that we are watchful in prayer, that we're listening to the Word, that we give attention to the things of God, that we are not so distracted by the things of this world that we forget the goodness of God in His Word. Stay awake, and it's like Jesus is splashing us in the face with the water of our baptism. It says, remember repentance, remember sin, remember my promises. Don't forget the Lord's Word. Don't give heed to the flesh, but trust in my promises. Make no provision. This is what Paul taught us last week from the text in Romans. Make no provision for the flesh. That means, that means don't, don't make a, a, a pile of firewood to toss onto the desires of your sinful flesh. Don't give it any fuel. Don't give it any rain. Jesus knows that we, you and I, are going to be tempted above all else to listen to the preaching of our stomachs. You know what the preaching sounds like. You've heard your... I mean, they're kind of... This stomach preaches really short sermons. <laughs> Just growls like a lion. Feed me, it says. This is the stomach preaching. But your sin, look, your sinful flesh, it preaches. It says, feed me, gratify me. Give me the things that I want. Come, follow me, and I will make you happy, your flesh says. But that is a lie. And if we are busy chasing after our desires, chasing after the things of our flesh, chasing after the preaching, listening to the preaching of our bellies, then that last day, Jesus is warning us, that last day will come upon us like the springing of a trap, and we will be caught by it, destroyed by it. Paul Paul says it like this. This is Philippians chapter 3, verse 19. He says, there are enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly. They glory in their shame. Their minds are set on earthly things, but not so you. The the Lord Jesus commands us, as these things are happening, as the world is falling apart, he commands us to look up, to take our eyes off of earthly things, to see his glory, and to see the glory of what he has done. Because when we lift up our eyes, we see Jesus, the one who's rescued us already from our sin and our shame. We see Jesus who suffered in our place to make a place for us in eternal life. When we lift up our eyes, we see Jesus who is coming for us to bring us home so that where he is now, we will be also. But you, says Jesus, stay awake. Stay awake at all times. Pray that you would have strength to escape the things that are going to take place. And at last that you will stand before the Son of Man. Because the days are coming, dear saints, you will not have your feet planted on this earth, but you will be standing in the resurrection. You will be standing before the Lord Jesus. You will be standing on this last day when all the world is running for cover. You will be standing with your head up with a smile on your face knowing that the one who comes in the cloud is the one who came in the manger. The one who comes in glory is the one who bled for you. You will stand on that day knowing that all your sins are forgiven. That the judgment that you deserve has already been paid. You will stand. We will stand together. And lift up our heads and sing his praise and confess his name 
Because Jesus, our Redeemer, is coming for us. May God grant it. May God grant that all of us on that day would stand. And hear the words of Jesus, well done, good and faithful servant. May God grant it that on that day we would stand, clothed in his righteousness, and be welcomed into his kingdom. May God grant it for Christ's sake. Amen. And the peace of God that passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope.